Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode two. The 2026 Nations gets underway tomorrow. Wales take on Italy, Ireland hosts Scotland, but the big one, France against England in Paris. And we've got a few thoughts. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2023. Hey guys, welcome back. As promised, uh, obviously Six Nations starts tomorrow. We're here to talk all about it, mostly about England, and to join me and to help me do that, of course, I'm joined by Dan. Hi, mate. Hello, mate. Uh, so, this is, it's come around quick, hasn't it? There was a bit of a rugby hiatus when, you know, we've been through why, but um, that's happened. But now it's come around quick, and I'm pretty excited it's for this It's all one. about the next phase, Dan. We, it uh, is. We just we didn't get the message that, uh, that, that Eddie's big plan was for 2023, but he obviously knew. Um, but yeah, it, it all begins again now. Um, it does. It does. It's, it's quite an opener. Um, you know, not only not only are France, you know, an, an unknown entity at, at the best of times, but you know, there's a lot riding on this. Obviously, England and uh, France were supposed to play each other in the World Cup. That game got cancelled. There's a bit of a sort of thing there. Um, and, you know, England with a huge amount to prove, but also, you know, everyone is. And France probably, not least of which, you know, they, they've got something to prove as well. So it could be a, a cracking opener. Few few changes. There, there are a few changes. Before we go into them, something I mentioned to you when we were just chatting about it. I mean, how, how important is this game? Taking them aside, it's important because it's Six Nations and we want to win Six Nations each year. But how, how damaging is it if we lose this game? I don't, I mean, well, so I think the first thing I need to uh, caveat is when you say how damaging is it, how damaging is it to, to what? You to know, 2023. I think I would have to say it's not in, in the slightest bit damaging to 2023. Uh, yeah, I, I'm inclined it, to agree. It, it can't be. It's too soon, you know. There's yes. there's a lot of changes happening. There's some testing being done. Um, you know, England probably one of the t- sides making the least changes, but changes on the field, changes in the backroom staff, you know, across the board, and for all the teams. So you know, you've got to go into this with a little bit of an open mind and say, you know, yes, of course we want to win. On paper, we should win. You know, in theory, England are the second best team in the world because of where they got to in the World Cup. Um, you know, and. And so they should win the game, but it's, yeah, it's, it's certainly not a disaster if they don't. Uh, I so, think I think Six Nations that follow World Cups are typically like that. There's a lot of teams making a lot of changes, and yeah, interestingly, we haven't made many changes, which again we'll go into in a bit. So Eddie's statement is so to put it another way, no matter how damaging Eddie's statement is, he wants to make it, and I love this. He wants to make it the best team that's ever lived, <laughs> um, which is amazing. How damaging is it to achieving that if we lose? Uh, well, again, I think it, it, it all depends. Like, you want to be the best team that ever lived? When? At what point are you happy to to have that title? Is it at the 2023 World Cup final when you win? If it I, is, I, then it's the same The same applies. If you want to be the best team that ever lived as of tomorrow, then, yeah, you've got to win. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a point. That's a point. But... Ignoring that, because that's a bit pie in the sky. Um, so the team, you've got that. There are some changes, and that's cool. But equally, it, it's it's very much sort of it's, it's a team that looks very familiar, and that's not 
I don't think I think the reason for that is because it was a very young team anyway. It should look familiar. Yeah. Because we don't you know, there's no one in that team. It's well, as not that's not strictly true. The majority of that team you'd think would still be about, you know, injury aside, you'd think would still be about for twenty twenty three. I think the I think what's key for England is that is that the majority of that side is available for twenty twenty three. Uh, you know, there's obviously young, uh, new talent coming through all the time, and that's brilliant. It puts a lot of pressure on on some of the more experienced players, <clears throat> um, and we we may well see changes. We may we may well end up seeing a lot of changes. But but you know, to be able to know that you're going into the the four year campaign with a with a squad that's already proven themselves at a World Cup. And and in theory, it can only improve. Obviously, anyone can get worse, but in theory, it can only it can only improve. That's a really strong place to be to be beginning the next four years. Um, mm. So I think, yeah, I think it's really positive. Obviously, there's there's a number of injuries right now, so that means that there have been some. Ch- you know, we've had to make some changes early on. I quite like that as well. We're going to see some changes straight away. It would be very easy, wouldn't it, to have just played the the World Cup final uh, twenty three in the opening game of the Six Nations and you're not really learning very much except, you know, are they kind of as fired up, uh, you know, and are they as match ready as they were back then? And the answer would, well, <laughs> the answer would probably be, hopefully be yes, but, you, you know, in, in terms of what they should have been um, on that fateful day, um, you know, it's nice to see that, you know, whilst the core remains, there there are some changes and, and, and it is looking a little bit different. And, you know, one of the big ones, of course, is at fullback. Yes, yeah. So George Furbank coming in at fullback. Now, fair enough. That's um, so. What I find interesting here, that's basically let's face it, that's because Watson's injured. Yeah. Um. So you need him, but uh, it's interesting that he's put rather than stick with Daly, he's put Daly on the wing and put Furbank on the wing. Do you think that means that Daly's no longer going to be our fullback? Look, you and I have have had slightly differing opinions on yeah, daily throughout yeah. throughout the you know the last campaign, um, and I've always felt that yeah you know, we know that Elliot Daly can be world class. We, we've seen him do it for He's England. We've seen him do yeah, it for yeah. the Lions. Um, is he a world class fullback? Probably not. Uh, can he be world class for eighty minutes while playing at fullback? I'm not convinced, um, but he probably can do it at, on the wing. Uh, he might even be able to do it in the centres. If we've got someone, yeah, you know, we know that we've got a lot of strength in the back three. So this, this, um, you know, in bringing George Furbank, Furbank in may well end up just being a, a temporary thing because of the injuries that we've got, um, and we may well go back to a tried and tested back three. But I do like, I think fullback is it's more important, I think, to have a an out and out fullback at fifteen than it is to have an out and out winger at eleven or fourteen. So I prefer to see Elliot Daly under these circumstances on the wing. Um, you know the way that the game's played now, the back three kind of work together anyway. But you've got someone kind of pulling the strings that does this week in, week out in this position. You know it is a specialist position, and it requires a specialist. Uh, you know in the shirt, and so you know where he may not be first choice or, or top three um, choice for a back three player for England when everyone's fit. It'll be interesting to see how England performs when when you have got someone there. And you know we've seen it lots of chat about Mike Brown back in the day. You know, should he still be involved? Shouldn't he? He's a better fullback. He's better under the high ball, uh, better defensively, and all these other things. And it's because he's an out and out fullback. Yeah, exactly. So 
the other thing, if Watson was fit, do you reckon Watson would be playing fullback and Daly on the wing? Or I mean, do you that's, reckon that's a good question? I I, I don't yeah, know. That would have been interesting. I think that probably would be the right call. Yeah, and it would have been interesting to see because I think that would send much more of a message. Whereas this, it could you could argue that you know Eddie's saying no, Elliot Daly's still my fullback, but I don't have options. Therefore, you know, I'll bring a fullback in, and, and Elliot we know we know can cover the wing. Um, I don't know. That's that's the big one, isn't it? Is is Daly covering wing? Yeah. Or or uh, is Furbank covering fullback? Well, I I want to see. I hope we see Watson get some run out of fullback. How long's Watson out for? Actually, he might is he out for the whole Six Nations. I don't know. It's a, it's, it was a it was a recent, wasn't it? Because he he wasn't in the initial. He was in the initial squad, so he was he wasn't you know one of the ones injured before the squad was even announced. So I don't know how long he's out for. Uh, I should probably check. Yeah, I, I suppose. But either way, if if Watson's out for the whole Six Nations, it's not, in some ways, part of me thinks that's not the end of the world because it gives the likes of Ollie Forley, George Furbank, a chance. Yeah. But if Watson is back, I do, I'd do. i love to see Watson have a run out at fullback. I mean, I'm reading that it's, that you know, it's it's for the Six Nations opener, uh, calf injury. So it looks like it's short term. I mean, you never know with these things. It might turn out to be worse, but we haven't heard anything more since. So, yeah, it, look, it looks like it's a one-off game, um, which is good. It puts a bit more pressure um, yeah, yeah. on Furbank to, to have to perform. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting with the next one to see whether, as we say, um, Watson comes back in. And if he does, if he comes back in on the wing or if he comes back in at fullback... Um, because I think, you know, when Daly was first given the 15 shirt, Anthony Watson wasn't an option because of the long-term injury. I think if you're going to yeah. look at either kind of converts, if you like, if, Anthony, if you consider Anthony Watson to, to be a convert from the wing as well, then he's probably the better fullback. He's certainly better under the high ball. And I, yeah, Because I, yeah, I, I, I think of the two, I think of Watson and Daly during the World Cup in the matches where, because they each... They each Played at fullback at varying times, and obviously Daly was typically the, the, the go-to. I think that Anthony Watson looked stronger in the fullback position than than Elliot Daly did. Yeah, Watson looked great throughout the World Cup. Actually, he looks dangerous all the time, Watson. So that's quite interesting. But moving on from that position, but that is, I've got to admit, that's the player I'm most looking forward to seeing. Well, just before um, we get into the rest of the the squad, I just want to. So we we've heard from our old friend Wade. <clears throat> ah, a few, few, um, few feedbacks. Cool. Yeah, Hello, yeah. Wade. He, he just says, uh, gents, who would believe it? Off we go down the rose-tinted road again. Good to have you back yes. for more one-eyed cheerleading. Fantastic. And good to hear Zippy's dulcet tones. Question. Ah, oh, bless him. Oh. Youngs and Hines, are you sure? It's a good question. Um, so, Youngs is 30 at the moment. So, he will be... I'm going to say 34 next World Cup. Um, is that too old for a scrum half? It might be. And Willie Hines will be too old. Willie Hines is like 33. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the, the problem the problem is like you can have you can have someone like uh, you can have you, yeah. 
Is it worth at least having someone else in the wider squad? Because there's no one else even well, in the wider squad. hundred percent. I mean, this this to, for me though is a prime example of how the very first Six Nations following a World Cup doesn't really matter because there's no there's no way that Eddie Jones is thinking these are my guys for 2023. He's thinking these are my guys right now because you can't change, you know, one to 23. You know, on the first, you can't decide who your World Cup, your 2023 World Cup 23. It's a lot of 23s. Is in the first game back after the World Cup final, um, so I think he's probably saying, "Do you know what? We'll come to that one later." For for right yeah, now, yeah. We, we've got guys that we know can do a job. You know, they can provide experience um, while while we work through some of the other things that we want to look at right now. And, and injuries presumably playing a big part in dictating the order in which they start to look at um, options. Um, and I and I don't think that you know the, the kind of the other names that we throw about when it comes to England number nine. I don't think there's anyone right now that is, you know, without question, better options yeah, for right no, now. I... So I, I think I think the key now is to say, look, we've got two guys who know what they're doing. Yeah, they can, they're, they're probably both too old. Certainly, one is too old for 2023, but that doesn't matter for right now. You know, note to any number nines out there thinking they've got a shot now's your, ch- your chance to prove yourselves because we will be coming to this at some point in the not too distant future but I think he's just you know you can't you can't approach it all in one hit so I think to 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 kind of freak out about who's playing where you know over the course of the next four or five weeks is it's a bit uh, premature yeah no I agree there might be a case of let's let's have a bit of stability let's keep yeah we lost South Africa for the final but we still got great momentum let's keep that momentum going and maybe summer tour is a good chance to look at these people. Yeah, or don't forget, it's a Lions. It's a Lions tour next year. So whether either of those two will be on it, I don't know. But that's always a good chance for blood players. So so it's, it's a good point for Wade. Like I, I do agree. And I'd like to, I must admit, I'd like to have seen at least a young gun in the wider squad. But it's not, I, I don't think it's drastic when they're not. And I still think these two are probably our, our top, our top scrum after at the moment. So why not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think, yeah, if, clearly if he felt that there was someone out there that he desperately wanted to bring in who we'd never heard of before, you know, not never heard of, but, you know, we hadn't, hadn't seen before, I think we might have seen someone. But, you know, if, if the alternatives are all people that have kind of dabbled, it, you know, it doesn't really matter right now. He's probably thinking, Do you know what, in that case, I know who my potential other options are. We'll come to them at some point. But right now I'm going to stick with these guys because they were there a few months ago and, and you know they know the score and, and, and it's useful to have some, some senior players in, in key positions. He's probably thinking let's kidnap Aaron Smith, put a bowler hat on him, a tweed suit, an umbrella, he'll get away for being uh, get away for being English. Nice thinking Eddie, I like it. Interesting. Yeah. Um so anyway, yeah moving on to the other kind of changes, because I think there's only been three changes to the starting fifteen. So we're kind of acting we're we're talking like there's you know loads of upset Furbank at 15 um Joe Marler who obviously was on the bench for the World Cup final he starts because Mako's ruled out with injury well well actually no Mako was available for selection allegedly oh really he was he he did have a slight injury in the week um so so maybe just holding holding off yeah but had a minor injury in the week although England insisted it was available for selection and they said they're looking at it because of the six-day turnaround with Scotland in mind but also, Eddie has been quoted as saying, if it had known the South African pack was coming out like that, he would have started Marla. 
Yeah. I think Marla. I think Marla was always going to start. What this one? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think Joe Marla. It was first choice, and that's why he started. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? When when Mako kind of first came on the scene with Sinclair and Jamie George and all those guys, you know, they were the they were the bench. And we used to look we used to look at the England twenty three and just go like they're good, but look at that bench. And, yeah, yeah. And that kind of we kind of lost that a little bit because you know it, it reached a point where it probably should do where you felt like the guys coming on are good, but they're replacing they're replacing guys who are better than them. Whereas back then it was it almost felt like you know you've got a solid unit starting, but the guys that are coming on are going to change the game. And you know it's. Um, I wonder whether he's thinking that someone like a Mako is more valuable as a finisher. Yeah, maybe. I mean, obviously he's not on the bench at all, but uh, yeah, well, possibly and, and moving on for tomorrow's game. I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's hard to call. I mean, the the bottom line is Eddie's Eddie's pretty good at working out what he needs. You know, South Africa aside, what he needs for the team that he's playing. You know, the game plan for the match in, in you know the next match up. Um, I, I guess it's a question of who are we playing, what what are they going to bring to the table, and how do we best go about defeating them? And like like you say, you know, he's quoted as saying, "Had he known that South Africa, gonna, South Africa were going to play like that, and perhaps you could argue he should have done between between the back and the staff, they should have had a better idea of that's the sort of thing that was going to be um, brought to the table." He would have yeah. played things slightly differently, and it wouldn't have changed the twenty three. He just would have changed up the order in which they went on the field. And, um, you know, that's that that's probably quite a big mistake on his part. But the bottom line is it comes down to the players and the guys that did start and the guys that finished, you know, the, the 23 that were involved in that World Cup final were, were more than capable of winning that game. They just didn't. Oh, for sure. So I don't think yeah, you can yeah, put the blame sure. at Eddie Jones's feet because he picked Mako to start in, instead of Joe Marler. <laughs> Um, I'm not convinced that Joe Marler starting would have completely changed the dynamic of the game, but you never know. Neither am I, neither am I. What do we think about then, instead of having Mako, having Will Stewart in? To be perfectly honest with you, I know very little, by which I mean absolutely nothing, about him. So you tell me. How do you you not know anything about him, mate? We do a rugby podcast. I know. Well, that's because I'm, I'm the specialist in the backs, and you're the specialist in the forwards. Oh right, I, I know all about him. I know all about tell, him. Tell me, tell me what you read five minutes before we start recording. Well, what? What? You mean William James Stewart, born 12th of July 1996, is an English rugby union prop for Bath in Premiership rugby? Mate, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> almost like you write Wikipedia. Nah, whatever, mate. I know this is top of my head. I've been following his career for ages, from when he was at Salisbury and Wiltshire. <laughs> and Cons- consummate professional, you right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, mate, I, I, I know sweet about him. Um, it'll be, in, it'll be interesting to no, see. No doubt he'll be the next Harry Williams. We'll watch him play. Be like, he was rubbish. And then the rest of the rugby world will be praising how amazing he was. And we'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be like, yeah, we've nailed it again up front. Well done. Good for us. Awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah, coming off the bench. So, you know, he's coming on as a finisher. We'll we'll see. We'll see how he gets on. But um, I'm, I'm more interested to see how Big Joe and Kyle... Uh, get on starting, the sink, yeah. Um, you know, with obviously Jamie George in the middle. So it's a strong, it's a strong front row to start. Yeah, that's World really Cup, strong. World that's, Cup well, final that's best quality in the world. front row. Um, I think one of the big changes is obviously uh, in the second row. Courtney well, Laws, who yeah. started, has moved to the back row. We'll come on to that. Obviously, yeah, Marrow's that's... in there, but, but he's brought Charlie Ewells back in. Well, Launchbury's injured, isn't he? He is, but Cruz is on the bench. Yeah, no, 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 no. I agree 
that, that's quite interesting. Is that because the bench is looking as a finishers, or is it because you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm. I would still like to have seen the Tojo Laws. Yeah, I would. I would have stuck. I would have stuck with the winning formula, and because obviously on the in the back row. You know, and I think we Cund- would have Cunderhill, seen that Cunderhill has proven as as the six seven combo that everyone was loving, and he's moved Tom Curry to number eight, which I know he kind of slotted in there at times when it was necessary. But I think you know the six seven combination worked. It, you you want you're taking yeah, yeah, something that that didn't just work. It was amazing, and you're going let's just change it because Billy's injured. I think I would have been more inclined to have said. Keep them at six and seven, and bring someone else in at eight. And if it's someone who's a bit of an unknown, well, you're going to find out what they're capable of. So, so Ed, Eddie says, and I do agree with this. With Billy gone, it's about the makeup of uh, it's about the makeup of the packs a whole, like who, who you're carrying. Maybe it's is yours as a strong carrier, but the Curry Underhill, I don't mind Curry at eight. I don't mind that because that happened a few times in World Cup, and it was fine. I, I want both of them on the pitch. I think if Wilson wasn't injured, he would have started at six, almost definitely. What's going on with Sam Simmons? Yeah, Sam Simmons is playing quite well. Zach Mercer. Zach Zach Mercer, yeah, I'm not really sure what he's doing. But Dombrand has been amazing. So there's clearly something he's missing. But I'd like to have seen Ludlam at six. Yeah, I'm yet. I really rate Laws. I mean, Ludlam's on the bench, so we are going to get to see him. Yeah. um, And probably... Probably coming on for Laws, whether Laws moves into the second row, which I doubt, because I think Cruz will come on for him. So I think Laws will probably go off. Ludlam will come on. Yules yeah. will come off. Cruz will come on. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and and the only other one that's because obviously in the in the on the bench in the backs you've got um, Jonathan Joseph. So so starting um, uh, Ford at ten, Farrell at twelve, Tuilagi thirteen. And I presume that when the time comes, you know, short of injuries or, or someone playing particularly badly, we're going to see Farrell move to 10, as we typically do. Tuilagi probably steps inside to 12, and and, and um, uh, Jonathan Joseph comes on at 13, which I like because it's a very different makeup for the for the midfield. Well, what what I'm quite what I'm quite interested about is the like the, the subs we've got with with. Devoto, because um, only Devoto is a centre. So, are we going to see the back three stay the same, or are we going to see a change in the back? So that will be interesting how they use them, because I think they will use them both. Um, but does that mean that you know, like you say Farrell at ten, and then might you bring on Devoto and Joseph in the centres, or might you move like what you know? To a laggy, I doubt you move to wing. Might you sub him? Might you know? Or might you? Yeah, you're right. I mean, Joto's a bit of a utility player for Exeter anyway. So yeah, so he kind of covers JJ on a wing or whatever. Yeah, and fly half. Is he looking at having someone who can cover fly half and and perhaps perhaps he's looking at Farrell as a twelve and not moving him. Yeah, maybe. So maybe Devoto comes on for Ford. (laughs) Farrell stays put, and JJ comes on as a straight swap for Manu. So, so the fact we've covered every option means we're probably going to get it right. Which makes a nice change. <laughs> that does Although nice I have change. to say, we were given so much abuse for saying that England were going to win the World Cup. And I know that they didn't quite manage it. But let's be honest, anyone listening who's not a fan of England, obviously a fan of us, anyone who's listening who's not an England oh. fan, didn't believe that we would get anywhere near as close to that final as we did get. And if they yeah. say that they did, they're lying. 
because all we and heard English. was people saying how we weren't even going to qualify. We were a joke. And, you know, we didn't know what we were talking about. And, and I think what we've proven, Dan, is that we knew exactly what we were talking about. Um, just fortunate we, that we didn't have time to make it to the bookies to put our houses on. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. We, we would have won then. Um, which would have, yeah, people need to start listening to us more. Exactly. Um, that's what I reckon. Well, mate, with all of the hassle I'm having with the recording of this podcast, um, three different laptops and having to move things on a memory stick. Who does that these days? I'm, 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 I'm flabbergasted that no, uh, you know, the BBC or someone hasn't, hasn't picked this up and been like, boys, listen, do you mind doing it for us? And we'll, we'll take over the, uh, the technical side. Yeah, that, that would, that would make more sense to me, but you know what they like. They're just, they're just gel. They're just gel. Well, um, gel. Uh, do you know what? I, and actually, to listeners, it's important that you know this. In the summer, we, we mentioned, and there was something about Love Island, and I said I hate myself for watching it. I am glad to announce I can't stand it, and I'm not watching a thing of it oh, um, this bad. time around. I'm not watching it this time around. It's a summer thing. No one wants to watch people having fun in the sun when it's fucking two degrees outside. Yeah, I know. It's a joke. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> we're, we're moving off topic, Dan. Have we, we, have we, have we covered topic. everything? Not quite. Yeah, getting back to getting back to rugby quickly. Uh, the other games, just quickly. Wales, Italy. Uh, that's a bit of a boring game. Uh, Falatel's back, which will be interesting, although he says he's scared because he's been injured, per se, but whatever. It's uh, the Wales. opener, though, isn't it? It's the first game of the Six Nations. It's the first bit of international rugby that, we've, uh, that we've got st- we can get stuck into since the World Cup, so it'll be good purely for that. Ireland-Scotland yeah. will be an interesting one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I mean, Ireland, Ireland just last year just corrupted themselves. Uh, yeah, I, I'd still fancy Ireland, especially at home. Um, I'd fancy them, but, you know, that game I'm looking forward to. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I, I'm, I, would, I would go Ireland. Wales-Italy, obviously, you'd, you'd, typically you'd say Wales, you know, 19 times out of 20. They've made a lot of changes. Are they going to be? Are they going to be it, positive it, changes this early on? Or yeah, I don't know whether Italy it, have made a lot of changes, but they've got a it, few interesting players. Italy are too shit at the moment, unfortunately. Um, oh, just, no, just wishful uh, thinking. In, in Wales, Wales win that. <laughs> so Wales and Ireland, and of course the big one. We won't bother with uh, score predictions, at least for those two. But France, England in Paris. Bit of a grudge match because of what happened in the World Cup. It's always a bit of a grudge match anyway. Yeah. You know, we don't know yet which France will turn up. But, oh, um, God. But, you know, the France France look, you know, the, as they often have, but another opportunity to kind of reinvent themselves. Um, some interesting backroom changes. Um, could could we be on the on the verge of seeing, you know, What's the word? A, a French uh, revival. Revolution. <laughs> Very good. Uh, could we be on the verge of it? Yeah, but no, not this time. England will be too strong. Nice. So so England by? England by... Uh, it's in Paris, so you give France some for that. I reckon England by 12. Interesting. I'm going 17. Ooh. Ooh, crazy. Um. We should probably point out, um, some of you will be absolutely relieved by this. I know a few of you will probably be a little disappointed, but we won't be doing the semi-live episodes for this Six Nations. Um, apart from anything else, we're just not organised enough. And with, with the whole issues with technical stuff, uh, it's just uh, too difficult at the moment. Um, 
But we will. What we're going to plan to do is bring you an episode on either a Thursday for Saturday, if we've got a Saturday game, or a Friday if we've got a Sunday game. Once the teams have been announced, we'll look ahead to what's coming up, and then uh, yeah, look to try and get you an episode out on Monday morning, Monday afternoon. Uh, where we'll obviously look back on the games and what happened. Um, so probably a bit more of a standard format, what you're probably used to from listening to other podcasts. But um, yes, with yes. our unique uh, spin, where no matter what happens, we will find the positives. Absolutely, because that is what this is all about. Um, any other news? Anything else we need to mention? No, no, no. You know a lot, a lot's going to come up once the games get underway. I had a but tweet. Oh yeah, from Belushi's in Paris, as in the the Belushi's the. Restaurant. restaurant saying yeah. um, we're only 200 meters from the Garden Nord welcoming England fans this weekend please help us spread the word uh, I'm sure it went okay. to I'm sure it went to everyone anyone and to be honest they probably thought they were sending it to England rugby we get a lot of um, tweets from people who think we're England rugby because they don't spot well, the pod on the end like that but um, just in case they intended to send it to us and just in case there's anything in it for us there you go people. Yeah. head over to Belushi's in Paris if you're, any, if you're there for the game um, they're only 200 two, metres from Garden they said. Well, Garden, okay, great. Garden Um and they are welcoming England fans I mean it's, it's great that they felt the need to let us know in advance that England fans are welcome yeah. um, that's not uh, in any way inappropriate but there you go uh, so yeah if you're in the area head over there find out what it's all about if it's any good let us know and, um, and Belushi's if you're tuning in I'm sure you're not if you're tuning in let us know if there's anything you want to send us for free that would be awesome yes 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 uh, we won't be there but we'll be there in spirit and we'll be watching we will, we will. on the telly box uh, guys we will I'm sure we've missed a load of stuff but hopefully we've covered most of it we're still kind of getting back into the swing of things we will be back on Monday. Enjoy this week's games. Enjoy the start of the Six Nations. It's going to be another cracker. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll bring you our feedback ne- early next week uh, before we look towards the next light set, of, set of matches. Um, as always, if you're enjoying it, head over to iTunes, rate us, review us. If, you're not, if you haven't already downloaded, um, or sorry, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, uh, please do wherever you get your podcasts because that way you will never miss an episode. And, uh, and yeah, there won't be too many um, in the short term at least. So uh, you, hopefully you'll get inundated with them. But uh, get over there. Let us know what you think. Get in touch. That's key. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts, um, both on what you think of us, but hopefully more importantly, uh, what you'd like to hear us talk about. If you've got any questions or any interesting tip bits you want to share please do um, and we will be back after the weekend enjoy have a good weekend guys